successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, hello, and welcome to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us today on the radio as well as on the internet on grillnationshow.com and at iTunes and TuneIn Radio or through whatever way you're getting us on podcast today. Very exciting show today. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, it's been a great week here in Kansas City. The weather has been wonderful. Things are good. There's a lot of exciting events happening right now in, in a great city. And I want to draw some attention to some news that's broken to, uh, this week as well. On today's show, we are going to have um, a really special guest, uh, Brian Boitano, who is a Olympic gold medalist from the 1988 Winter Olympics. He's a famous, famous figure skater. Uh, he's an Olympic gold medalist, as I said. He's uh, been on HGT- HGTV, Cooking Channel, and Food Network. He also has written a book, What Would Brian Boitano Make? Uh, and he also has uh, done a lot of TV work. But, you know, it's real interesting. I got a call. Uh, the U.S. Figure Skating Championships are in Kansas City next January. So Brian Boitano is going to be in Kansas City this week. At the American Royal Barbecue, as I mentioned, he is a uh, very uh, successful chef as well and cook, and he enjoys that. And he's also going to come on today and talk about his background as a figure skater. Uh, Just an amazing story, but also talk about the U.S. Figure Skating Championships in Kansas City in 2017. But it's really cool to have him on the air. I appreciate those at Visit KC and the U.S. Figure Skating um, group for reaching out to us to uh, set up the Brian Boitano interview today. Uh, maybe hopefully we'll get some South Park questions in there as well as a lot of uh, people probably know about Brian from the uh, episodes of South Park that aired and uh, what would Brian Boitano do, I believe was the song that aired in that. So anyways, Brian Boitano will be joining me for the second and third segments today. And in our final segment today, we will have on uh, a, a, a female from Youth Entrepreneurs uh, they are having the Kansas City Business for Breakfast on November 16th at the Carriage Club. Every entrepreneur has tools at, at the ready, grit, determination, business cards, whatever the moment calls for. At the 2016 Kansas City Business for Breakfast, add your own set as passionate innovator and local KC startup investor Darcy Howe shares the skills that to- honed her success. This event will be moderated by Kelly Scanlon of Thinker, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Uh, we've had youth entrepreneurs on the show before. They do some great work. Uh, they really are cultivating the entrepreneurial spirit. It's an engaging uh, group of people that prepares disadvantaged youth for success in the workplace and in life. So they're helping students from all across our region uh, as the, to become entrepreneurs and help them give them the skills uh, to learn more about entrepreneurship. Again, that program is Youth Entrepreneurs. Their website is youthentrepreneurs.org. They'll be joining me today for the final segment of the show. Uh, which should be pretty interesting to talk about their upcoming event and to talk about some of their success stories in 2016. We had them on, uh, I believe, two years ago to talk about youth entrepreneurs, so it's going to be great to have them back on the show today. 
You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on Snapchat, Facebook, and uh, Instagram at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. The title sponsors of the show are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Also supporters and partners of the show are Bash Real Estate, Andrew Bash. Great show last week with him. He's a guest host and contributor. Catalyst Government of Paris, Danny Pfeiffer, is a contributor. I saw him uh, last week at a fundraiser. It's great to connect with Danny again. The Rear KC and Jay Rear & Co., Ryan Maybe, guest host and contributor. And Kansas City Power and Light District uh, is also a contributor. And also some of our uh, guest host and contributors are Cl- Clifton Alexander from Reactor KC and Ryan Weber from KC Tech Council. Hopefully we'll have those two gentlemen on the show again very soon. I want to talk about some stories that broke this week that I think are pretty exciting for Kansas City. One was in the Kansas City Business Journal. A uh, $72 million project will save the Midwest Hotel and replace the Herford House, as well as add 293 apartments to Kansas City. That's down on Main Street, right across from the Rieger, which, you know, Brian maybe is a uh, guest coast of the show. And this has been blighted, that hotel, for years across the street from the Rieger. And it's on the streetcar line. And so we've had the... Uh, the owner, Witt Solberg, uh, founding partner of Mission Peak Capital on the show, and he brokered a deal, I believe, uh, at a partnership agreement with the City uh, Club Apartments and plans to put together a really amazing streetscape changing redevelopment project. Uh, they'll be able to keep the Midwest Hotel uh, updated and uh, everything else around there I think is going to get torn down and they're going to build. So it's pretty exciting because that has been an area of Kansas City of Main Street that has not been fully developed yet. It's starting to get developed and across the street, there also will be a, a new Hilton Homes Suites under construction, which has begin, begun already. And uh, they're going to put 15,000 square foot of retail, restaurants at the old Hereford House site, and some new underground parking. So this is very exciting news for downtown Kansas City in that area. So kudos to all those that are making this happen. I hope the project will continue to move forward. And exciting to see what is all happening on the streetcar line. Uh, as a downtown resident, I am very excited to see the updated Midwest Hotel, and the new restaurants around there. I want to also give kudos to and break some news about the Kauffman Foundation. They announced uh, this week that they are going to invest in business accelerators that give capital to entrepreneurs and bridge the gap in entrepreneurship. They announced a new initiative grant that will spur hopefully more accelerator-like organizations in Kansas City. On November 16th, 2016, they uh, will launch the KC Accelerator Challenge in hopes to encourage proposals from programs in the area that will provide mentoring, access to resources, and other services that will help entrepreneurs scale their their companies. Um, the foundation is looking especially for organizations that provide a structured educational curriculum, serve an underrepresented population of entrepreneurs, or has or has used research to provide a novel way to accelerate startups. Applicants are required to meet Kauffman, Kauffman funds with a one-to-one match. Proposals are due February 15th. More information about that is at startlandnews.com. I want to give kudos to Startland News as well for partnering with the Kansas City Star. You can read more uh, Startland News articles in the Spirit section on Sundays in the Kansas City Star. Another story real quickly to mention that Kauffman Foundation uh, put out this week is they are going to be really trying to, again, cultivate venture capitalists in the Midwest. The Kauffman Foundation is going to award dozen, a dozen scholarships valued at a total of $960,000 for its investor program, Kauffman Fellows. 
this is Kansas City is set to be the biggest beneficiary. During the Kauffman Fellows annual summit, the foundation announced they will dish nearly one million via four scholarships for each of the next three years to local recipients. Two recipients a year will hail from the Kansas City area, one from Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska, and another from the Rocky Mountains, the Appalachians. We are very proud to partner with the Coffin Foundation on this bold initiative to accelerate the education of investment and innovation leaders in Kansas City and across the Midwest, said Coffin Fellow CEO Jeff Harbach. This is a big deal for investors in the region and welcome their participation in the Kansas City Fellows Program. So really big news out of Coffin Foundation. Uh, two big stories uh, where they're going to continue to help grow venture capital and also support the KC Accelerator Challenge in hopes to encourage proposals from programs that provide mentoring, access to resources, and other services that help entrepreneurs scale their companies. Check all those stories out at startlandnews.com. Big show again today. We're going to have Brian Boitano, Olympic gold medalist, figure skater in Kansas City this week for American Royal Barbecue to talk to him about his background and also the U.S. Figure Skating Championships coming to Kansas City on January 19th through 22nd. And we'll have uh, a representative from Youth Entrepreneurs on the show to talk about their business breakfast coming up on November 16th. You're listening to Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. What would Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. That's what Brian Boitano do. When Brian Boitano was in the Olympics skating for the gold, he did two stock cows and a triple lunch while wearing a blindfold. When Brian Boitano was in the Alps fighting grizzly bears, he used his magical fire breath and saved the maiden's fair. So what would Brian Boitano do? Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation here on KMBZ 980 AM and talk980am.com. Appreciate you listening as well on iTunes. Tune in radio and at grillnationshow.com where you can find links to all of our shows, pictures of our guests, uh, great information about our partners and supporters, and social media information all at grillnationshow.com. As I mentioned in the first segment today, uh, we're, we're lucky to have on a, a guest who uh, is very well known. If you uh, grew up in my generation, I am 37 now. Uh, I remember watching the Olympics in the 80s and 90s, and uh, Brian Boitano was a American figure skater. He's from Sunnyvale, California. Uh, he uh, lives there. He grew up in Mountain View, great area of the country, and uh, and won a gold medal in the 1988 Olympics. And uh, very excited to have him on the show. He's going to be in town in Kansas City this week at the American Royal Barbecue and to talk about the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, which are coming up here in Kansas City. January 19th through 22nd of 2017. We're going to get into what we should be expecting at those great events next year and also talk to Brian about his background and about uh, the great things he's done with cooking and entrepreneurship here and his history. So welcome to the show, Brian Boitano. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to have you on. So uh, for those of our uh, listeners who maybe don't know who you are, which I uh, don't think there's that many of them, Give us a little bit about your background that we'll get into your uh, your your time in the Olympics. Um, should I start about when I was seven years old? No. <laughs> yeah, start there. Start there. We got a lot of time today, Brian. <laughs> well, I was born. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so I'm actually uh, my first national championship I won in figure skating was in Kansas City uh, in 1985, and that was really in the run up to the. Uh, 1980 Olympics. I had done the Olympics in Sarajevo in 1984, um, and I was second in the nation <clears throat> to Scott Hamilton then. And so Kansas City was a really important place uh, for me because I 
not only won my first national championships there, but I also toured there every year in Kemper Arena um, for mm-hmm. like 20 years with a show called Champions on Ice, which was um, a show that I traveled with for, for many, many years. So I know the area and we love the area, of, uh, uh, you know, we love the area as skaters there and educated uh you know, an educated audience, and we're really looking forward to bringing the national championships there this year. So you, uh, when you when you became an Olympic skater, how old were you back then? Well, so, um, you know, when I started skating, and I was like a little daredevil roller skater on the sidewalks in California at age eight, and my mom and dad brought me to an ice skating show called Ice, I don't know if you remember, like Ice Skates, Ice Falls, oh, yeah. they were called. Oh, yeah, for sure, like yeah. Shows. Yeah, and um, I knew from that moment that I just saw that show that it was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I gave up baseball and I went into ice skating. And I was serious from I was serious from day one. And I was like, someday I'm going to be a world and Olympic champion. Hmm. And um, and I just pursued it at a very young age, just with all the seriousness that I had on that 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 same day. So it's it's been my passion, and it's been um, it's been a great thing for, for my life, you know, not only winning the awards in the Olympics and stuff. I mean, that completely changes your life. But, you know, the tools that I learned uh, by coming up the ranks and, and, you know, things that I learned like work ethic and things that you can really apply to other areas in your life are really the most beneficial things to playing a sport. Mm-hmm. What was that like in California? I mean, how many kids actually were figure skating back then? Were there, I mean, was there any ice rinks? What was it like? Yeah, we had um, we had plenty of ice rinks actually. Then I mean, it wasn't. Um, it's certainly not like the East Coast or like in Canada. I mean, in Canada, there's like a, a rink on every corner. Um, but in California, we had um, ice rinks. Probably, I'm going to say in the Bay Area, we had at that time we had probably seven ice rinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it was like I was training in one ice rink, and Christy Yamaguchi was training in another ice rink, and we had. Um, all the ice rinks had different sort of really good talent pools, you know, around. So um, it was, and we had a, a, a large history of having champions from the area. Uh, Peggy Fleming was from our area, and she was, you know, local. So um, there was a there was a lot of um, educated viewership and a lot of support from the community because uh, they knew ice skating. You know, when a lot of champion ice skaters come from a community, it becomes important to them. And so they educate themselves, and so they know what they're seeing. They know uh, they they really support you, and um, and they love it. We're talking to Brian Botano, Olympic gold medalist and uh, foodie and entrepreneur. Uh, Brian, uh, you were the first American to land a triple axle. Is that right? Yeah, I was, and um, and the first American to do uh, all the triples, all the different triples. Uh, that there are in a world competition, and I was—I think I was 19 when I did that. Mm. That's really interesting, and you know, I, I think about the pressure that must be on you as a uh, young adult. And, and tell us about the differences between the pressure in a world figure skating championship versus the Olympics. Wow, um, huh. in, in you know, in some ways, it's interesting because uh, there. Kind of the same because they're super important to you, but when the Olympics comes around and it's all of a sudden important to the entire world and, like, everybody from the nation is watching you, you know that you're doing more than just uh, following your passion and following something that's important to yourself. 
mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're you feel like you're just you're the representative of your of your country and there are a lot of people counting on you and you don't want to dis- disappoint anybody you have your federation your your skating club your you know friends family it's like everybody is like you know hoping that you're going to do well so the pressure is immense and when you're a skater uh, it's it's really difficult because it's really the only on-demand, like, on-demand sport right here, right now, and you're alone. So you can't pass off to a teammate if you're not feeling well. You can't sort of get your legs under you for, you know, you know when, you know, in an hour and a two-hour match. You just, you don't have that. You're shot out of a cannon, and they say, this is your time. Your music's running, and you have to be good right now. No matter how you feel, no matter what happens, it's now. So, um, the pressure of that, you know, uh, on top of being, you know, uh, you know, in in the Olympics is is pretty immense. What was that experience like for you? The first Olympics, uh, you uh, you won the gold in 1988. Uh, first of all, where was that Olympics at, and what was that experience like for you to interact with all those different people from different countries? I always wondered. Everyone always talks about Olympic Village and the experiences. Yeah. What, what was that like? Well, um, so my first Olympics was in Sarajevo right. in 1984, and I was 20 years old. And that experience was uh, just, you're just green, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm here at the Olympics. This is so cool. I mean, they're actually lighting the torch, and I'm in the opening ceremony. <laughs> Who, whoever gets to experience that, you know. So you're just in, even though you're excited for the competition, you want to <clears throat> sort of set yourself up for the next time because you know, you know, usually your first Olympics, you're not going to, you know, win any medals. Um, you're just trying to make your mark on the skating world and set yourself up to be in line for the next group of guys considered to be the gold medalist for the next four years. So, mm-hmm. and then, and then when you come into the Olympics, the next four years, that's when all the pressure hits, and it, that's when you or you know you're you're literally taken into consideration for you know being the gold medalist from you know America, and that's when all the pressure hits. So. Um, it's it's interesting because when you do, I've done three Olympics, and they're all just so different. I mean, because you're at different stages of your life, mm-hmm. and so the import, it's, it, they're all important, but they're just a little bit different. There's a focus, you know, that you have for each Olympics that's that's different. Do you still attend the Olympics every every four years, or you make it to most of them? I do. I do make it to most of them. I've gone to most of them, um, but. It's uh, usually if I have um, some work to do, I'll go. But it's much better to watch on TV because you can see so many different events, you mm-hmm. know, from from television. I mean, it's great to be at the Olympics and to feel the, you know, the fanfare and the, um, you know, and support the people in person and stuff like that. And see, uh, there's nothing better than watching like a head-to-head incredible live competition. Uh, at, when you're in the building, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is also great to watch it on television. And one thing people don't understand, Brian, is you were an amateur back then, and then you you make a career out of this afterwards. Tell us about that with regards to skating. You you built a professional career and actually get paid to be a, a professional figure skater. Yeah, actually, um, that's a good point that you bring up. Um, figure skating is really the only sport that they have a, a whole different life after. Um, competitive amateur figure skating. Uh, so it's it's the thing about skating is it's on the cutting edge between entertainment and sport. And when you you know when you do that and you add the theatrics of you know a touring show, um, you know you're really working you're really working toward 
not only representing your country in the Olympics and winning a medal, but you know that if you do win a medal that you'll be, you know, you'll have this whole other life that opens up to you of entertainment and touring and competitions and TV shows and TV specials and all this kind of thing that um, you really want to do. So the pressure is not only to represent your country, but it's, it's to make a life for yourself afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you did that very well. After the break, I want to get back and uh, talk to Brian about this U.S. Figure Skating Championship coming to Kansas City. I also want to talk about his 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 food book, What Would Brian Boitano Make? I want to talk to him about his inspiration about that. I read an article, Brian, uh, or saw a video that you one of your first rep- uh, recipes was for barbecue sauce. Uh really want to talk about that. I want to talk about what you're going to be doing here in Kansas City and also want to talk about kind of how you've continued to uh, build your brand and your business after skating and throughout time, both on television and uh, through your book. So we're talking to Brian Boitano today on Grill Nation Show. We'll be right back after the break with more with Brian. Very happy to have him on the show. He'll be in Kansas City this week for the American Royal Barbecue. He's meeting all different types of events, which we'll get into. And he'll also uh, be promoting the U.S. Figure Skating Championship, which will be in Kansas City January 19th through 22nd. Uh, 2017. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. Olympic champion Brian Boitano from Sunnyvale, California. He won the short program with a flawless performance. He has said he would try for the quadruple pollute. Kurt Browning of Canada has landed the first ever in competition earlier in this competition. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Uh, you're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate it as well joining us on iTunes and TuneIn Radio and at GrillNationShow.com. Really excited to have Brian Boitano, uh, Olympic gold medalist, entrepreneur, business folk now. He's, he's coming in Kansas City to, uh, to, yeah, to visit the American Royal Barbecue Series, and he's going to be judging some competitions he's going to be signing autographs he's going to be taking selfies from what i understand uh in kansas city this week and uh, we're really excited about that brian ba- ryan welcome back to the show thank you i'm a really great selfie taker <laughs> are you yeah there's a secret to it you got to go high and you got to go far away so it's like high so you can see what's happening in back you so i'm really i'm, I'm i would say that i'm the best selfie taker around are you well i can't wait to see yeah. you then and take some selfies i i love that advice i try to go high too because you got to get the background and people usually like that mm-hmm. so very yeah cool. are you actually going to be at the um the barbecue i will be there every year uh, a couple of my friends we have this pretty big uh, party on friday night uh called dead poultry society uh it's grown a lot and a friend of mine uh is, does pr for the american royals so i'll definitely be out there it's uh it's going to be exciting. It's always a, a huge, huge deal. It's even getting bigger and bigger every year. So you'll be you'll okay, be impressed. Well, let's take a selfie there. Find me. I will definitely do that. Hey Brian. Um, okay, so cooking it's always been big to you. You yeah. uh, had a, a TV show, I believe, on the Food Network. What would Brian Boitano make? You've got a cookbook. Uh, talk to us about that. Uh, well, it's interesting. I you know I started cooking right out of Olympic competition, and I was uh, it was uh, I was. 24 years old, and I was the first person. I bought a house, the first person of my friends to buy a house, so I had, a, like, a real kitchen in, you know, the city, and everybody had little kitchens, and they're like, 
let's go over to your kitchen every time you're here. So it was like what? a group of seven friends. <laughs> what do you think well, about that? You... Because because I, I, have a, I have an apartment, and it's downtown Kansas yeah. City, and I have a smaller kitchen, but people always – all the appliances are new. Everything's brand new. It's beautiful. Um, and people always want to cook over there. And it just drives me nuts. So I can't imagine when you were 24 getting your kitchen. Wait, and everyone, why does it drive you nuts? Uh, you love people coming over? I love it. But, I mean, I just – I'm more of a uh, – I'm the opposite of you, Brian. I'm more of a, a pick-up dinner kind of guy. I'm not a cook. So <laughs> – Oh, I know, but yeah, if they want to come over, make them cook. And then a group of them – there's always cookers and cleaners. Okay. And there's a per- people who like, so you do a group of people, if you want to come over, you cook, and then you guys clean, and then you can just sit there and sip wine. Perfect. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I definitely would be the cleaner, and, and I'm not the cook. So, uh, But anyway, so you, so you wrote a book about I all did, this. I did, I did. It's, and it's, uh, it's based on a lot, a lot of my, um, you know, I've been eating around the world since I've been 14 years old, so I've had a lot of experience in, in eating and experiencing different, uh, different cuisines, and, you know, from, I have stuff. Uh, that, you know, stories in the book based on my travels from the first time I went to Vienna and the first time I tried a fondue and raclette in France and the first time I went to Beijing. And, um, you know, just it, it's, it's interesting how uh, your travels really inspire uh, what you make. And that in combination with my friends who would come over whenever I was at the house, um, we just I just started you know, getting more interested in combining flavors and coming up with recipes. Uh, and so I've been doing that uh, ever since. And my new thing is I'm, I'm into mixology now. So I'm doing, um, I'm doing, you know, parties with my friends where I set up like a little bar with like, um, you know, fresh juices and fresh shrubs and, uh, and bitters and simple syrups and then having them combine all these different flavors and making their own cocktails. It works out pretty well. That is really neat, yeah. That is kind of taken off all over the country, right? The mixology thing with drinks. Um, got a lot of great places yeah. here to do that. It's like I don't know how it is in Kansas City, but in San Francisco, it's just it's huge. There's a ton of you know a ton of specialty mixology bars around here, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's really designing the city. We got that. We got that going on too. That's pretty cool. So um, you mentioned all the different places you visited and food. I mean, do you have any recommendations on? Some of your favorite cities to visit for food? Um, uh, I would say, well, other than New York, um, New York, San Francisco, uh, one of my favorites is Char- uh, not Charlotte, um, Charleston. Mm. Charleston. Heard great I, things I about a, Charleston. Never been there. Oh my god, it's crazy. We did um, we did a four day food tour in Charleston. Just went away like sort of for the weekend. And one one night we had two dinners. We scheduled a dinner for like 5:30, and then another one like about a quarter of a mile away, so we could walk in between the two. Um, you know, at 8:30. So uh, it's just a great food culture. It's a great city. Love the, I mean, love the atmosphere and the history and all that stuff. But the food is really good. Mm. And then New Orleans. I mean, I love New Orleans. Yeah, everyone raves about New Orleans. My problem is that most of the times I've been to New Orleans have been for for the bachelor party type things. And I haven't really got a chance over the years to actually sit down and go to the restaurants. Uh, unfortunately I need to do that someday. Um, okay. So you've done a lot of television and whatnot too, right? I mean, you, you got out yeah. of the Olympics and you were, I'm reading on some of your bios that you were in a Super Bowl halftime show. You, you had a few TV shows. I mean, you really, you, really, you really did a lot of different things post career. Well, you know, it's funny cause, um, the Super Bowl halftime show was rated one of the worst Super Bowl halftime shows ever. <laughs> Uh, by the uh, Chronicle, and actually the year after, because it was called Winter Magic with Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill. 
And it was Gloria Estefan or Miami Sound Machine that was um, the musical guest. <laughs> and so they made the they made the decision from that Super Bowl halftime show that they had to get. Uh, there was cross programming during that halftime show, and it was like on uh, in Living Color, the Fly Girls. They did oh, that, yeah. you know, counter programming. So they made the decision to hire Michael Jackson the next year. So they went from uh, <laughs> to Michael Jackson. So it was like a, a dra- that was the last time that they had like sort of performance numbers and stuff like that in the Super Bowl halftime show. So yeah, and I've I've done you know I've had um, you know cooking show on Food Network on cooking channel and also a renovation show where I renovated my great great grandfather's house in Italy on HGTV just a couple years ago. Yes, where I'm um, I'm half Italian, so not full, but I used to live in Rome. So I uh you did? I, I I lived and studied abroad over there. I love uh I love Italy, so Italiano. Uh, <laughs> so Brian, I got to ask you about the South Park thing too. How did that change yeah. your career? You know, it's interesting cuz how you started off the whole um the show is talking about the age, you know, the age of, you know, you're 38 and you like watch the Olympics and stuff, but it's interesting because a lot of, you know, people in their 20s and, and, you know, even younger know me from South Park. They don't know the skating, but they do know the <laughs> South Park thing because it's still pretty relevant in their lives. Um, but um, I, I, I only knew about South Park because my friends in the, um, uh, the movie studios uh, had heard about this new uh, animated thing going around. And I was like, oh, it's okay, whatever. And they're like, no, you better go get the soundtrack for the new movie that's coming out because it has a song about you. And I'm like, oh, no. So I went to go see the movie, and it was I was pleasantly surprised. I was worried because I knew that they picked on a lot of people, but they didn't pick on me. So it was like uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And now that show, I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but they uh, they really are. They really handle current events and put current characters on there from uh, from presidential candidates to celebrities to whatever. So it's, it's grown even since... They had you in the movie. I mean, it's changed a lot. But you're one of the first people they really probably uh, honed in on there. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So U.S. figure skating. Let's get into that. That's coming to Kansas City. It's at the Sprint Center. So you know now we have a really nice, new, awesome arena that has some of the best concerts in the country uh, in Kansas City. That's uh, January 19th through 22nd. Tickets can be purchased at 2017uschampionships.com. So Brian, what can people that maybe aren't used to figure skating but watch you in the Olympics, watch other people in the Olympics, what can they expect from the championships? Well, you know, we have a lot of rivalries going on in figure skating right now. Like, um, it's going to be the year before the Olympics, and so uh, you're going to see people um, trying to position themselves to become the champions of the nation so that they can position themselves well to get an Olympic medal. And we already have, you know, a couple rivalries from the last, um, last Olympics between, you know, Ashley Wagner and Gracie Gold. And, and this is just going to escalate in the next, in, in, in the next year. And so, um, Kansas City is going to be a really important competition because we're going to establish the people who we're, uh, who will be the, the front runners, um, for Olympic medals in, in the next year. So it'll be really important. And honestly, it's, um, it's just such a great event to go see. I mean, a lot of people who haven't seen figure skating in person, uh, they're so surprised when they see the speed and the height and the precision that goes into it because a lot of that stuff is lost on television. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important to see it in person. And you can also feel the um, the tension in the air. You can see with these, these skaters how important it is to them. And it's just, um, it's just, 
a great evening. It's great to bring your family to. It's great to see in person. It's, uh, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's a, it's a must see for, for everybody. It's a very big, very big event. It's been held recently in St. Paul and Boston. Um, Brian also Thursday through Saturday, he will be at, uh, attending American Bar- Royal Barbecue Series. You're going to be judging the international, uh, invitational competition, a special guest at the party of the year, and you will participate in a celebrity cook-off on Thursday afternoon. You can also meet Brian on Saturday from noon to two at the sauce store where he will be signing autographs. And again, his cookbook will be there and he will be posing for selfies. So, uh, you want to get in there and meet Brian and get a selfie, right, Brian? Yeah. Are you going to come? Are you going to come down? We'll see how much I drink on Friday night at the big party on Friday night, and if I can uh, make it to Saturday morning to come see you. But I will be there for sure on Friday night. Okay, that'll be great. That'll you got great you, you're, you're you're if you're going to love this man. It's it's bigger. It gets bigger so and bigger excited. every year. It gets bigger and bigger. And for a foodie like you and who likes to have a good time, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun for you. So I am and, looking forward to eating some barbecue. I'll tell you that. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. It's going to be great. Well, Brian Boitano, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. Your Twitter address is at Brian Boitano. I'll tweet out uh, some information about the show and uh, appreciate you coming on today and uh, look forward to hopefully meeting you maybe this weekend. Great. Thanks so much. It was fun talking to you. Thank you, Brian. Okay. We'll be right back Bye. on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on KMBZ 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I appreciate you joining us as well today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio uh, and at GrillNationShow.com where you can find lists of all of our partners and supporters of the show, our podcasts and our pictures of our guests and whatnot. I appreciate you joining us. Hope you enjoyed the earlier interview we had today with Brian Boitano, Olympic figure skating gold medalist who will be in Kansas City uh, this week it was a really fun interview having him on the show. As I mentioned in our first segment, a uh, big event here is coming up in Kansas City. The Kansas City Business for Breakfast put on by Youth Entrepreneurs. Their website is youthentrepreneurs.org. Uh, we've had them on the show a few years ago, but uh, exciting event coming up, and we wanted to talk to them again with some really uh, powerful local KC startup uh, investors, passion innovators such as Darcy Howe, who will share some of the skills and that she honed her success with. Also, we moderated by Kelly Scanlon of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. Uh, welcome to the show. We have Priscilla McGinnis, who's the Regional Director of Youth Entrepreneurs, and we also have the moderator of this great event, Kelly Scanlon, again, of Thinking Bigger Business. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great Thank to you have you guys. Me. First off, I want to start off with Priscilla. Uh, kind of lay the groundwork for this event and what you all do at Youth Entrepreneurs. Sure. Thank you. Um, Youth Entrepreneurs is a not-for-profit organization that was established in 1991, We launched our Kansas City programs in 2005. We started with four schools in the Kansas City, Kansas School District, and we are now serving 13 schools throughout the Kansas City metro area. Wow. Um, We've youth entrepreneurs. We've got three main goals that we... um, that we work with our students with every day. One is to teach them entrepreneurship and business skills. The second is to encourage any type of post-secondary education. Um, And the third is to really get our students to think entrepreneurially, regardless of what path they choose in life. 
Mm-hmm. And that's pretty unique because I know when I was growing up, uh, there weren't programs like this. They're, they didn't exist. And they do today. And I think what you guys do is integral to the community. And it's very exciting, especially more exciting now that you've reached into the Kansas City area. And Kelly, uh, you obviously have a really good reputation here in Kansas City and do a lot with startups and entrepreneurs. Tell us about kind of your involvement and how you got involved with this big event coming up. Absolutely. Uh, Thinking Bigger has actually been involved in the uh, entrepreneurial community here in Kansas City for 25 years. And when youth entrepreneurs reached out to me to moderate it, I absolutely jumped at the opportunity and especially to talk with Darcy, who I'll be interviewing that day because she is such an asset here. Uh, She is, for those of you who may not know, she's the managing director of the KC Rise Fund. And she has devoted really her entire career to helping families uh, invest their wealth. And now, more recently, in the Kansas City community, she's making news and making things happen with the entrepreneurs who are looking for investments. So she's a great matchmaker in that sense. She's not only been involved now for the last year with the, well, it hasn't even been a year, actually. Mm -hmm. I believe the fund was announced in February, but she's not only been involved with the Casey Rice Fund, but she was one of the co-founders of the Women's Capital Connection and has just really been instrumental in helping with the capital situation here in Kansas City among entrepreneurs. I believe she the, her Casey Rise Fund that she operates uh, just invested in a company, I believe. And so, you know, the, she, she's been on the radio show here before and is just a really impressive person and has really does a lot of good here in Kansas City area. Uh, Kelly, I got a quick question for you. You know, you've been dealing with entrepreneurs and startups uh, through your business for 25 years. Talk to me about some of the changes that you've seen uh, with regards to this in Kansas City. Oh, there have been so many changes. I mean, 25 years ago, really thinking bigger uh, under our previous name, Kansas Small Business Monthly, was one of the only um, publications or resources that business owners had. And I, so that's changed. I mean, there's so many resources out there now. And the other thing that has really changed is the attitude towards entrepreneurs and business owners. Many of them 25 years ago used to tell me, and would confide, you know, we we have the reputation of not being able to make it in corporate America, you know, or corporate dropouts, and, and people would scratch their heads and wonder, why are you doing this? You had such a great job going. And now it's cool to be an entrepreneur. The attitude uh, and the, the mindset about entrepreneurship has just shifted so much in those 25 years. Mm, completely agree with you, Kelly Scanlon from Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're also joined today by Priscilla McGinnis, who is the Regional Director of Youth Entrepreneurs Program. Their website is youthentrepreneurs.org. They're going to be having a big event, a breakfast event here in Kansas City on November 16th. Uh, You can get tickets at youthentrepreneurs.org. Priscilla, tell us more about this breakfast. Uh, You know, it's going to be tied in with uh, Global Entrepreneurship Week, right? Correct. So we're we're thrilled to have uh, both Darcy and Kelly be be our featured speaker and moderator at the event. It will be held during Global Entrepreneurship Week. Um, So so that that is very exciting as well. It will be held at the Carriage Club. This will be our sixth annual business breakfast that Youth Entrepreneurs um, has hosted. Um, As an organization, 
This is our one and only fundraiser that we that we host for for youth entrepreneurs. Um, so it's a great opportunity not only to hear from our wonderful speakers, but to also learn more about what we do. And then at the event, we will also have um, our students who are at the event who are able to tell their stories and their testimonials and how this program has had an amazing impact on their lives. That's awesome. Tell us about kind of. Uh, the Kansas City area and and what you've seen so far because I know that you've expanded and tell us some of this tell us about some of the schools you're located at and some of the schools you're involved with. Sure. So this school year we are serving two hundred approximately two hundred and seventy five students just in the Kansas City metro area. Um, we serve schools in the Kansas City Kansas Public School District. Um, we also serve three high schools in Independence Missouri and a sprinkling of schools. Um, in Kansas City, Missouri, which include University Academy, Bishop Ward, um, Hogan Prep, and Center Alternative High School. Mm-hmm. Um, you- and and we, we feel that the work we do impacts students in such a positive way that we would love to be able to expand our reach here in the metro area. Yeah, and you guys also are located in other states such as Oklahoma and Texas right, and, and right. Southwest this, this, and Southeast Kansas. Right. This has been really an unprecedented year of growth for us. Um, we are really our program is scattered throughout the state of Kansas, um, and we've also, like you, you said, we've grown to Arizona, Texas, um, Oklahoma, Michigan, and Kentucky mm. this past school year. So a lot of growth for us. Um, a lot of individuals and communities that really believe in the work that we're doing with youth. Again, uh, Youth Entrepreneur's mission, they cultivate entrepreneur spirit. Uh, they help students find fulfillment through hands-on learning experience and the creation of their very own business idea while st- striving to instill the moral character necessary for our youth to lead lives as thriving, productive citizens. Information is mo- More information is available at youthentrepreneurs.org. Uh, Kelly Scanlon, Thinking Bigger Business, uh, will be your moderator at the event on November 19th. November 16th, excuse me, at the Carriage Club, uh, the Business Breakfast. Darcy Howe, who's a very successful local KC startup investor, uh, passionate innovator, will be the keynote. Uh, anything else you can tell us, Kelly, about some of the things we can expect uh, on questions on uh, the 16th? Well, you know, Darcy's going to be sharing with us um, why she's involved with this, why the fund is so important to entrepreneurship and growing entrepreneurship here in Kansas City, and where she sees the fund going in the future. Very exciting. Well, I appreciate both of you coming on the show, Priscilla McGinnis and Kelly Scanlon. Kelly Scanlon, Thinking Bigger Business, check it out. And also Priscilla McGinnis, Regional Director of Youth Entrepreneurs. The website is youthentrepreneurs.org. Get your tickets. Uh, This is their only fundraiser of the year at the Kansas City Business for Breakfast during Global Entrepreneurship Week, November 16th at Carriage Club in Kansas City. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a good one.